time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 263 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. My name is Trevor Long from eftm.com.au. And today we are in the Tech Guide studio with Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. How have you been? We had a little week off. We should maybe explain yeah. oh, our sorry. absence. Our, 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 we were conspicuous by our absence last week. Well, it was a test. I wanted to see how many people <laughs> tweeted us. Uh, so how many was that? Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for your support. Yeah. I think everyone just. I think everyone follows us so deeply that they knew that I was in Brisbane. Really? And they knew that our commitment is so strong to, to recording together. Yeah. Un- until Stephen announces that he's travelling in the next few months. But anyway, um, so yes, my apologies. I was in Brisbane and the- we just couldn't connect. And frankly, it was better off doing it in person. We're going to have a bumper episode here, That's episode right. 263. How were the car launches anyway, mate? mate were they right. good? They drifting were good? in a Ford. It was drifting. awesome. So you're saying drifting is more important than two blokes talking tech? Is that what you're saying? Or yep. It was on another day. <laughs> At least you're honest. Good on you, mate. What date was that? That wasn't on the Wednesday, though, was it? Was that no, the Wednesday? It was on the Thursday, but oh, I was in Brisbane from Tuesday. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, we digress <laughs> and uh, we're back. We're going to give you a full two weeks' worth in the same amount of time as one normal week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. All right. Now, this is interesting, and I thought we should kick off with this. Um, Microsoft announced yesterday the pricing for the Xbox One S, which is the new slimline, um, souped up, slimline but souped up version of the Xbox One, um, no power brick, a slightly smaller form factor, and a bunch of things like that, and availability. Now, it's going to be available, and you'll tell me in a minute when you bring up the uh, August, August the 2nd. August the 2nd for yep. five, $599? $549, <coughs> actually. 599 is a bundle. Um, and, and I think the... Apart from the fact that that's great and that's a good price for an Xbox and it's a good device and all those things, what I want to address here is doesn't that just destroy the 4K Blu-ray market straight away? Because this thing is a 4K Blu-ray player as well. Absolutely, yeah. Well, the cheapest one on the market thus far is the Samsung, which is 599 599 The Panasonic was announced yesterday that it's 1099 And you remember when they, they announced yeah. that device and did announce pricing, we yeah. feared that it was going to be $1,000. Well, I think... Once it hits retail, I reckon it'll probably be triple nine. It'll be nine nine nine. That's still ridiculous. But, well, it, but it's still uh, but, but Panasonic's positioning it as a superior player with all these extra features. They can and, position and all they like. I'm waiting to review it just quietly. But um, the Xbox One though, the Xbox One S. At first, though, it was a little bit um, ambiguous. The release about whether it could play 4K. I'm just going to read to you okay. what it said in the in the release. Okay, it says uh, beyond the new design, uh, Xbox One is the first and only console that allows you to watch Blu-ray movies and stream video in 4K. So initially, I thought, hang on a minute. So it's a Blu-ray player that lets you stream 4K. I had to Google whether this was a 4K player. And I'd seen you'd written your story already. I'm thinking, hang on, hang on. I hope he hasn't made a mistake here. Well, I didn't write so it. So in my deep research, 
well, one of your many staff members, Nick Healy, in the in the is that right? yeah. in, uh, in in the I had to actually confirm that it was a four K player, yeah, and right. it is. So a little bit ambiguous there, but it is actually a four K player. So the point being, you can now go for five forty nine or in August buy an Xbox One S. There'll be limited quantities, so pre order if you want, and all that kind of stuff. And so this one device sitting in your lounge room will play awesome games with Microsoft, the Xbox. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll stream lots of content, and it will play Blu Ray discs, and you don't need to go and buy. A thousand dollar Panasonic or a five ninety nine Samsung. Well, it's yeah, it's it, that, that's the whole that's the whole idea of this making it rather than just a, a gaming console. That's been the whole challenge with PlayStation and Xbox that it's a, an entertainment device rather than just a gaming device. And you know, big tick to Xbox here. But what's PlayStation going to do now? Have they have they announced? Is there a four K PlayStation no, four coming like out? A next generation box next year. So it'll be a, you know? well, that'll play four K. Yeah, that's no a doubt. year and a bit away. Yeah. Well, well, well there's other companies that are, haven't. I don't think Sony in Australia they haven't announced a four K player. Neither has LG. LG, I think, I think are Sony waiting for has to respond with they, a player they have to in, in the in the PlayStation. Absolutely. I think they need to have a PlayStation for second gen. Yeah, which can be exactly the same device because well, it's great. You think back to what the PlayStation did for Blu-ray. Blu-ray when it first came out, the PlayStation well, PlayStation Three can play Blu-ray, Blu-ray disc, yep. and and a lot of the movies even on the had a sticker on the front. Uh, compatible with PlayStation 3. So that really gave Blu-ray a kick-along yeah. with the market. So I think this is going to do the same thing for 4K. And, and the other compatibility this thing has is HDR. So it will play the yes. play the 4K movies in HDR, which Absolutely. is... And again, I'm... But you I'm, need a HDR TV, though. Well, I'm keen to check that. I'm going to do that in the in the, in the weeks <laughs> ahead. You're just going to create pixels on your TV, you think? Well, no, I'm, I've got a 4K HDR okay. television well, ready, right, ready to be... Good friends yeah. at LG. That's that right. right. And, 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 and I know, know you've already... Shout out to Angus Jones, who from... from uh, he from LG. He's a regular listener of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, he he's, uh, he's his name dropping now. Uh, I am, but no, he's uh, he is uh, he is a fan, a friend of the show, and yes, also no. a, a good friend from LG. So shout out to him. Absolutely. But so I and so I've got last year's LG TV. I've got the the twenty sixteen. I want to put them not side by side because it's pretty hard to watch the same thing. But I am curious to know the difference that it makes using yeah. a 4K Blu-ray player like an Xbox One or the Samsung or whatever to play that HDR content. I actually think I'm, – I'm concerned, actually, for 4K Blu-rays that they don't look as good on non-HDR TVs. Yeah, That's oh. my concern. Yeah, no, or, 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 or we're sitting in a room here with a 4K projector that's not HDR. Mm. And, and I've been disappointed in the corner. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've, look, I can tell the difference between Blu-ray and 4K. A lot of people can't. Uh, but I, I have picked up things, especially. I've got the but movie. this projector also does a very good job of upscaling. Absolutely, it does. Yes, but the the HDR, which sort of picks up the lighter and darker parts of the screen. Look, you, you, there's a saying, you know, you, you don't miss what you don't see. And so, if you're not watching HDR, how do you know what you're missing? You know, well, if I, if it, despite it being a 4K movie, and my projector doesn't have HDR, it still looked terrific. Well, the, the, I get you don't get what you don't miss. Well, you haven't seen whatever the hell you just said. But <laughs> when I put a, what I did when I first tested that Samsung player was I put the Martian in or whatever it was yeah. that I watched yeah. in 4K Blu-ray HDR, and then I put the Blu-ray version in my Xbox, and the Xbox output was. Beautiful. It was bright. It was because I feel like the HDR version is is waiting to be pumped up with yeah. that additional HDR brightness. So, you've got to remember to the upscaling of the LG TV in your case that mm. that's that's providing that bump in quality. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, anyway, so it's, it's just a tough one I think for people yeah. in terms of having the full chain. It's like you you know your your story about the HDMI two point two and stuff like that. Yeah, you've got to understand the full content chain from the disc 
all the way through to yeah. the pixels on the screen or, or the Absolutely. light from the projector. You'll notice too that there's on the back of a, if you buy a 4K movie, there's a, a little diagram on the back to say you need a 4K TV, you need a 4K player, you need a 4K cable, okay, so that people don't take this home and are disappointed that it's not absolutely yeah. brilliant. So, uh, And just on that, the Roadshow have just released a whole new batch of 4K movies. Oh, yeah. Shout Batman. out to our friends at Roadshow. Bo, Bo, uh, Batman versus Superman, yeah. uh, Creed, which is an older you know, film with Sylvester Stone. Uh, they've also got the original Man of Steel, which was the Superman film before this one. Uh, and, of course, they've got a number of other titles. But it's good to see that the studios are, are supporting 4K because without the content, then these TVs, are, there's not much to watch on them. In the end, I think massive win for Microsoft with the Xbox One S. I think yeah. this – at 5 5 – what did you say, 549 yeah. – um, unbelievably yeah. good value. Well, unbelievably good opportunity. Half price of the Panasonic. Yeah, it's half price, but and, and cheaper than I'm the keen to see though the Panasonic because I I can tell under the hood there's a lot of features that they've included, uh, all their Chroma technology and and don't forget Panasonic have come from they've got technology that that studios use to master film so that's going to sort of technology that's used in Hollywood is going to be put inside this this 4K yeah. player that I'm really keen to see. All right, two blokes talking tech. You can find details of the Xbox One S at TechGuide.com. And EFTM.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Telstra uh, have been. I'd be sitting news. down, everyone. <laughs> Telstra have been in the news. This year, I think the the times we've spoken about Telstra on Two Blokes Talking Tech have not been positive. It's been pretty pretty rough. What's happened with the outages and people complaining and free data days and yep. things like that. So it was interesting to me though to find that to, to come across this new campaign and this TV this TV ad came on about the magic of technology and how you know we want to enable your dreams and how it's just like magic and, and all all this really fluffy stuff. I thought, yeah, that's great. I'm thinking that could be an ad for anything. Then at the very end, I was surprised to see that the, the, the Telstra T came on with the words thrive on in this campaign. Mm. Now, accompanying this TV ad was also a blog from Joe Pollard, which is who is a female, Telstra's group executive of media and marketing, mm-hmm. and talking about, you know, the next evolution of the Telstra brand. And, and I have to say it was equally light and fluffy well, and, and right sort of this this really ambitious language and how you know we want to we want to empower people and and I thought is this the right campaign to evolve the Telstra brand right now mm-hmm. that's the question I asked I said if you're a Telstra customer who's been burned potentially financially the last outage affected banks and stores and everything or if you're still waiting to get your your internet connection or you've had been the victim of an outage you haven't been able to connect is this the right message to put out there and and i've included on my my story which which i i do give them a little bit of a touch-up in terms of it being like is this really it really are you going to do this i've included the 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 ad and if you go through and watch it on youtube and just take a look at some of the comments and they are brutal some of the comments what i wrote was hang on are you saying internet commenters are brutal well you know what i mean like the 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 the, i'd say there's a lot of people that are that saw that ad that potentially not uh, telstra customers and as you pointed out to me a lot of dislikes on the youtube and that's a very rare thing on youtube of the people have disliked it and look my blog's critical but my blog is a love letter compared to some of the comments on YouTube. They're, they're pretty harsh and, and people are asking the question, well, maybe just get, make my internet work and I'll be happy. And I think, so that, let's weigh this up. 
and I had this conversation with John and Gary on TUE Breakfast on Monday or Tuesday, whenever it came out, <clears throat> is should they have been spending this money on the network? Well, no, because they're always going to spend money on marketing, right? Yeah, marketing is just a, a baseline cost that's always going to be there. Yeah. Who's the ponytail Porsche driver, as Ray would describe them, that came up with the bloody Thrive On idea? I don't know, yeah. because it's just stupid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the words – I see, what they're trying to do is they're trying to pivot from being a company that connects people yeah. to a company that provides so technology te- solutions, te- right? Yeah, yeah. And that's just stupid. I, I just think it's stupid. You connect well, people and then you add value with the technology, I right? I asked the question. I said, look, that ad – that could have been an ad for for Apple. Apple could have that could have been an ad for an iPad, hmm. or could have been an ad by Samsung. Anyone could have put their name to that ad. And how, how is that then a Telstra ad? Okay, there's an old man reading a book to his granddaughter over the phone with FaceTime. That could be anyone's technology. Hmm. That could be Optus's technology. Hmm. But Telstra, as I noted, uh, are not. They can't really less rest on their laurels. There was a recent report that said Vodafone has the equal coverage of four G now. Optus in their advanced LTE is neck and neck with Telstra. The only thing Telstra's got to hang their hat on is the speed of their network and the reliability of their network, which has been brought into question in the last six months. Mm. So I want to see that ad. That's the ad I want to see, that, yes, we're the fastest, best network you can have in Australia. That's the ad I want to see. Not not this fluffy ad that could be for anybody. I'm not sure they can make that ad. Because they can't make those claims as much anymore. They can only – it was – in fact, I was reminded by Facebook memories this week. It was, uh, I think, uh, two years ago, maybe three, that uh, Telstra took Vodafone to court over an ad that featured a quote from me saying that they were the fastest <laughs> – You're a they, they, Yeah, that they were the fastest network available in Australia because yeah. they bloody well were at the time, Vodafone. So did that on flow to you, mate? Were you had to front up to court? No, I didn't have to front up to no? court. They just okay. pulled the ad. All but they, they got what they wanted out of it. But here's the thing. <laughs> so they can't say they're, they're, nah. they're this, that and the other. But here's a couple of things, and, and I'll yeah. get to uh, how I've taken this in a minute. I saw a billboard. I'm sure it was while we were driving up to Mum's a couple of weeks ago on the Mustangs. Yeah. Uh, maybe I was wrong, but I've since seen it here on their thing. It says Australia's lowest dropout rate. We have the lowest call dropout rate of any network in Australia, and with coverage in more buildings across Australia, you'll get fewer dead spots. This is Telstra. This is Telstra. Yeah. I said to Telstra, um, a sphincter says, what? I said, justify that. Tell me what that is. And they go, we do our own surveys. Oh, and I so yeah, this is in the country, though? No, this is, this is the lowest dropout rate. That's just broad. Oh, that any just network in Australia. Australia okay. Any network in Australia. Right. I said, how do you justify that? Is there an independent survey? Yeah, no, no. They just do a survey of their users, of their customers, yeah. right? So here's what I'm ah, doing. So survey rather than hard data. Yes, exactly. Right. So okay. this, this is what's prompted me, if you've noticed. I'm running a survey myself. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I yeah. am... I'm simply trying to make an assessment of the mm. overall state of the Australian mobile uh, market. Yeah. So I'm encouraging and imploring people to simply go to EFTM, have a look for the article or, or on the social. It's about five minutes. Yeah. If you follow all the questions and you tick all the boxes, it's probably about 18 questions. But if, yeah. if you certain questions, you, don't, you skip yeah. through. But no, here's the questions I ask. I ask, um, what sort of phone do you have? Do you use apps? Um, yeah. You know, how much is your contract? Are you on a contract? You're on prepaid. Mm-hmm. How much do you actually spend versus what your contract is? Yeah. Who is your telco? Do you like your telco? Are they fast? What? When was the last time you switched and what would make you switch? Or why haven't you switched? Things like that. I'm kind of just trying to understand. And I, I mean, at a very base level, I can tell you right now, they have nowhere near a, a better dropout rate than any other network so based on surveys. Seen, based on your I'm, results. I'm looking already. at the results every day. Yeah, right. And I've had hundreds. Can you give us a sneak preview? Who's the big surprise? 
What's one you know surprise? what? I, no, I, all I, no, I don't have a surprise yet because I, I haven't yeah. really drilled into the data. I've just been. I just wanted to see whether that part stood out right now. But certainly, you know, Optus and Voda don't have a bad reputation in terms of their customers, yeah. and you know, most people are sticking with Telstra because of their regional coverage. I yeah. think that what Vodafone and Optus will learn from too, my yeah. study is yeah. that they need to promote their regional coverage or make it better, whatever it is. Yeah. But my point being that. If Telstra is saying, and that may be well true, they may have the lowest dropout rate, yeah. but if it's only based on survey, I want to get as much data as I can. I've had hundreds of responses and it's been awesome, yeah. but I want to get more. Absolutely. And so I'd love for people to fill it in well, because there's going to be a lot of data for, for us to pull apart. And I'll share the data with you, mate, because yeah, I want you to totally see right. it and I want you to see the data that Absolutely. people are saying. And right now, I've got to say, mm. very representative sample too, because I've got 40% of Telstra customers, about 22% are Optus and, and 17% of Vodafone. That's about yeah. the market. But here's the thing too, like that survey, you mentioned there's a high level of Telstra response responders mm. that if if you've been wronged or if you've something's happened you know, you know the old saying where you know something good happens, you tell one person; Absolutely. something bad happens, you yep. tell ten people. Totally. That I think. Do you think that could be a possibility where people are just going to get something off their chest about Telstra? Um, and uh, absolutely. And the good thing is, there's only one place where they can get stuff off their chest in terms of you know writing stuff. Ring, Every- ring the call center and get put through to the Philippines. Oh, is that no, what totally. But in terms of my survey, there, okay. there's only one one way they can yeah. they can really vent as opposed to giving basic facts. So, yeah. Yeah. look, I just think that getting back to the Telstra ad, yeah. I, I just I do think it's wrong. I think they should have just put it on ice. And yeah. come back in about six months yeah. because what they need to – we've still got the problem. And I said this to on 2UE. The problem right now is Andy Penn still isn't making out like they're spending more money on the network. Yes, they announced yeah. they're, spending more, they're spending an amount of money on the network, but he could not quantify when I directly asked him if that was – more than last year. I mean, there's no that substantive. Was allocated that amount of money, wasn't it? Well, it was allocated already. Part of capital. Yeah. They, they're just yeah. a, they're using yeah. words it's that confuse people, yeah. and it's silly. So, yeah. I th- I think right now you're right. They need to be saying we're better, we're faster, we're stronger, yeah. and they're not saying that. No. And that actually, this this kind of reinforces it. So you sit at home, you've had some dramas with Telstra. You're watching this ad, going, great. So you're happy with a you know big giant walking around with an iPad, <laughs> but you're not worried about my internet connection. <laughs> Right? <laughs> the giant, I think, was walking around with a little girl on his shoulders. So, uh, And what's yeah. the deal with ripping Creepy. off the BFG right Creepy. now? yeah. That's a, Creepy. What's the deal and with that? Mate, I'm going to be a real stickler here now. Yeah. Thrive on. Mm. That's tautology. Can you explain how? Tautology is, well, well you, don't, you, don't need the word, you don't need the word on. So you can just say you thrive. thrive. You thrive. You don't, you don't, have you ever heard of someone thriving backwards? It's like saying continue, Rex Moss special, continue on. If you're continuing, you're going on, aren't you? Mm, yeah. So, thri- look, that's just my little being a stickler. Thrive mm. on. Mate, it's drop, the pony drops, the, the Porsche and the pots. <laughs> yeah, right. They should <laughs> consult with the two blokes, yeah. Oh, man, it's not, mate, it's not rocket science. It honestly isn't rocket no. science. Well, hang on. You know, the, are, this they, will- are they in touch with their customer? Are they in well, touch with their customers? And here's the question, right, and I think this will become evident maybe in the next six months, but have a look at Vodafone's ads right now. Have you noticed? Mm. They're just saying, they're using words to say things like, we have great coverage or we yeah. don't. They're or actually they're, set they're, up your own your own prepaid prepaid account. They're moving yeah. away from this fluffy crap yeah. and into direct stuff, and yeah. I think that could work for them. Optus, well, Optus, Optus is taking well. the entertainment angle, but also Optus had they've got a good ad with Mark Wahlberg. Have you seen that ad where he's sort of saying, "Look, you know, I, I wanted to, um, I'm an actor, but I wanted to become a producer. They told me to stay in my lane, oh, but then I wanted to set up a small business." I said, "You kidding yourself?" And so, sort of the, the sort of the struggle of small business and how sort of Optus. Sure 
struggled. Optus has got you, Max. That's brilliant. <laughs> but, you know, he set up a hamburger chain with his oh, brothers yeah. and stuff oh, like that. Such a struggle. Yes, I know. But, you know, it's, yeah. that's Optus saying, look, we want to try to help small business as well. And, yeah. you know, Again, if we're going to give less marketing fluffy, advice. Less fluffy than that. Telstra, but not far let's off Let's just unleash on the marketing advice. My <laughs> advice to Optus would have been to find an actual small business person yeah. as opposed to a multi-millionaire friggin' Hollywood star. They wanted it for TV, you see. I don't care. It doesn't work, you know. Find an average Joe who's done well. Anyway. Absolutely. Love to know your thoughts. The hashtag Ziggy Zaggy if you're on Twitter. Um, Ziggy Zaggy being Stephen's beautiful Dalmatians. Uh, their actual names are Ziggy and Logan, but God knows why he called <laughs> it Logan. Why Logan. Because you didn't want to call it Zaggy? No. Do you know, why Lo- you know what, who Logan is? I think you've told me before. It's but I'm that's Wol- it. that's Wolverine's real name. Oh my god, Wolverine is Logan. Yeah, oh so dear god, Zaggy's such a better name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Twitter at Trevor Long and at Stephen Fennick with a PH. The Ziggy Zaggy hashtag. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. If you've ever been on YouTube and searched for cat videos, you will have come across <laughs> a cat sitting on a robot vacuum going yeah. around the kitchen. It's one of the most uh, famous YouTube clips in history. And there's plenty of these robot vacuums around, uh, from the Roomba to the Samsungs to LG. There's heaps of people that have them. There's $50 ones and there's very, very expensive ones. Now, in that latter car- category, uh, LG have uh, announced a couple of products here, the Robo King range. And look... They're just the next evolution of vacuums, but they have a very cool feature, and that is surveillance. They actually have basically race cam for your um, <laughs> for your robot vacuum, it so it's got a little camera on it, and you can you can peek into it from an app. Um, you can actually then also use the app to remote control it. So it becomes a toy. I don't know whether any of this is a good thing, but it's just great technology. Absolutely. Considering that it can it can it can be vacuuming the house and alert you to the fact there's someone in the house. Well, you know, kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. You got your house clean, and it's a security camera at the same time. Now it does it does use the cameras to to navigate your house. Mm. Let's be clear, but. Hang on a minute. We can we can view this live or yeah. set it up to notice if there's any movement. And I've been assured that if there is a cat on the in the house, it's not going to give you a false alert okay. or a pet. They will notice. I'll be using a check that it's doing its work or it's being yeah. you know being lazy. Lazy vacuum, not moving enough. <laughs> but the good thing about it, just on the robotic vacuum side, is that it's smart enough to know when it's low on power and it actually goes back to the base station, charges yeah. itself up. When it's charged again, out it comes and finishes you, off. You know the what it's not smart enough to do? What's that? As they're all not. Empty itself out. Yeah, well. Like, seriously. They've got to find a way to have a little, little you know, empty. Yeah. You think? <laughs> it just sounds wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think, back to base, I think, I think they'll, <laughs> they'll have to rephrase that. Uh, that for, they'll have to call it a, a dust disposal. Let's yeah, call it dust disposal. Right. Yeah. yeah, not not having an empty yeah. trailer, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, no, 15, that, that aside, fifteen ninety nine up to eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. They're not cheap, mate. They're no, not cheap. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you are getting two products in in one. Let's just say, like you yeah. are getting a security camera. You are getting a. You vacuum. know what you do. You know what you do. Yeah. Just stick an Arlo on top of a, of a cheap one. <laughs> yeah. um, well, there, someone will come up with one of those memes. Yeah, just a little sticky tape to a security camera on top. We should do that. <laughs> But no, I think this is a growing range of products. Like it you is. think of automation and, and the, the smarts of a house, this this has been around for a little while, but mm. it's becoming even smarter. I like the fact that you can log into it through your phone and control it through your phone. It's this whole connected home home and, of ours. And it's not the first. Like LG, remember at um, MWC, they had that silly ball thing that came out with the G5. Yeah. I mean, that, that 
while silly in general terms, the concept of that was it would yeah. roam around the house and be surveillance. So yeah. they're clearly working on that whole of home uh, yes. automation and surveillance solution. Yeah. And I feel like this is one of those episodes we need to come back to in about 5, 10, 15 years when we're old. 15 years? <laughs> You're not going to be. Okay. You're not going to be with me. I'll be around, years? mate. I'll be okay, around. Yeah. I'm, I'll mate, be around. Tech journals are dropping like flies, mate. We're going to be the only two left soon. Maybe. Have you yeah, noticed maybe, that? Yeah. Renee's gone again. I know. Hannah's yeah. gone. Yeah. Hannah. Hannah, Hannah from the SMH. Really? She's Jeez. moving into the arts. Two blokes talking gossip. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that right, mate? We're the only two going to be left. Yeah. So, mate, we'll be smashing it in well, 15 yeah, years the, from now. Are you kidding? The cream rises to the top. Also, mate. by the way, my son will be doing it in 15 yeah, years. Yeah, that's right. Employ him, mate. This is one of those things we'll be looking at and going. That was. That was a small cog in a bigger picture. Yeah. And I think that's what we often miss is that some of these technologies are interim technologies that showcase a small part of a bigger long-term picture. And I think that's sometimes just the, the bit that we miss. But Absolutely. Anyway. Cool stuff. Yes. Up to, up to $800, probably not going to be one in my house, but mainly because of the amount of toys lying around. Uh, they don't yeah. do a very good job unless you've got a big open plan, easy to get around, hard floors. Um, There's a photo of it being emptied there, right yeah, there. Look at that. It's, it's having an empty someone, right Someone's hands right in there helping out. <laughs> Stop it. You can see those photos at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And if you have a large home, large family, lots of internet needs in your home, check out the Netgear Nighthawk X8. Um, Tri-band router with active antennas, lots of great features. It'll mean that you can actually get great service all throughout your home and you can allocate different networks for different things so that your your streaming can be fine while the kids are uh, buffering on their, um, on their downloads. Netgear Nighthawk X8 is available now. It is a top-class router available from all good retailers. You can check it out at netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So a couple of weeks ago, about three weeks ago, I was in Melbourne and I visited the headquarters of realestate.com.au and they showed me some really cool stuff they're working on, which is great. But then, Stephen, last week, the phenomenon that we fortunately skipped over because I didn't want to do an episode around Pokemon Go. <laughs> I could never do a show where that was the lead story. Episode 206, 207 of Tech Guide. Sure you did. Um, so <laughs> so I, I did, and let, okay, let's quickly just mention Pokemon Go in the, in the general sense. Mate, you did 50, I've, I've done 900 radio. Never done <laughs> more media interviews yeah. on a single thing, so, ever. I'm so. talking iPhone, anything. Yeah. I cannot remember. Now, and, and that's made worse. I did three television appearances on it. Now, you do one TV thing, on that's a big deal. Three conversations about Pokemon Go is ridiculous, Absolutely. right? Yeah. And and another one that I, I slept through. Oh, I mean, I, I didn't answer the phone, so I didn't do it. So there was there was a lot last yeah. week. But one of them was a, it was a good pivot from, from the Today Show. They wanted to understand the augmented reality. Yeah. Because, you know, you're seeing people walking around, what are they looking at? Through their screen of their, their smartphone, they're looking at the real world based on the camera, and the Pokemons appear as if virtually in the real world. It's yeah. called augmented reality. Reality has been augmented. That's the title, <laughs> augmented reality. So, so what I did was come up with a couple of other solutions and, and examples of augmented reality, obviously HoloLens being one. We'll talk about that another day. But... This thing that I saw in, in Melbourne was very, very cool, and I had to ring and check that it was all right to talk about it, and, and they'd, they'd released it the day before. Realestate.com, they have an app, and you can walk up to a house that's for sale and the billboard's out the front, and you point the app at the billboard, and the billboard comes to life. There could be a salesperson standing next to it that talks to you. The 3D floor plan can come out. Mm-hmm. And I think the critical thing for people to understand about augmented reality is it doesn't just mean it links to a web page. 
the the 3D floor plan floats in front of the billboard as if it's really there so that you can walk around it. So you can walk around the 3D floor plan, look into the 3D floor plan, click on the 3D floor plan to see photos of that particular room. So there's a whole bunch of things, and it really comes to life, mate. It's a very cool piece of technology. This is realestate.com.au's technology, not the individual real estate agents. No, so it's basically an enhancement for the individual real estate agents. So they they, they list their property on realestate.com.au. Then they say, tick, we've got a billboard, and they put a special sticker on the billboard or they use a special type of billboard so that the phone recognises it, and that's all it does. It brings up the data from their database. Absolutely. Mate, it is so cool. And I think, uh, and this may be a big call, but I actually think virtual reality is a dead game. I think augmented reality is the real game. Yeah. I think whilst Samsung is doing wonderful things with their headsets, I think Microsoft's in for the bigger part of the game. Absolutely. And I think in a couple of years now, we'll look back and Samsung will be like, we were big in virtual reality. Why aren't we in, in augmented reality? Now, they'll have missed, if they're not careful, they'll miss the boat. They've got to come out with something I augmented, I think. I agree. And like you, I, I spoke a lot about this as well. And one of the questions I was asked is, well, what is this going to do to apps and games in the future and, and, and just other apps in general? Yeah. And I said, well, no, augmented reality is kind of going to be the, the flavour of the month now. There, there's a proven case here where yeah. there are people willing to use it. The real estate is a great example. Pokemon Go is a great example. But I think you're going to see a lot more applications using the existing technology on our phone. We've got It's got GPS. It's got uh, accelerometer. It's got the camera. That's all you need to get this happening. Mm. And, of course, with the apps. So I think you're going to see a lot more games coming through, a lot more applications where it gives people the ability to see more than what's in front of them using the power of these particular apps. I think there was a was a Google view that allowed you to view, um, say, the city skyline and have information about all the buildings. Yeah. That was called yeah. Google View. The, be- the best one I've ever seen, yeah. and it's been around for ages, is Flight Radar and Plane yeah. Finder. Yeah. You hold your phone up to the sky and it'd be great when you live down at the airport. Yeah. And you can just – the plane flies past and it tells you what it is, like it, a little, little – Arrow points at it on the screen and tells you so which you flight number it is. Yes, because there is. Well, what's that one with the stars? But it, it uses a virtual. It doesn't use the actual it, camera. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it gives you positioning. It's there, but yeah, yeah. You, you get wow. flight radar, and you and as soon as you lift it up, it knows it's is in all. Right? So it, it's looking through your camera, so you can the see camera, the plane. You see the plane. Wow. It has an arrow on it and tells you what flight number. You it is. being an avid plane spotter. Oh, love it, love it. I think you know this. We're on the threshold of a massive new direction here, where augmented reality is going to be everywhere. Yep, it is. And uh, you can check out the story about realestate.com.au at eftm.com.au. Now, uh, I had an opportunity to chat to a gentleman by the name of Kevin Mitnick. Now, who the hell is Kevin Mitnick, you are? Did you get a reward? Uh, no, I didn't. But uh, he turns out to be the world's most famous hacker. Now, he tells me that he did start off – he never, ever made, a, made any money – but he just did it for curiosity, to, for the challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, at the time, what they call a black hat hacker. Mm-hmm. Since discovered that there is to use his power for good and became a white hat yeah. hacker. And now he consults for corporations and governments and everything and ha- now advises uh, companies on their the strength of their security. And... He it was an interesting conversation and plug for Tech Guide episode two oh eight if you want to hear the full uh, the full interview and it's also mentioned on Tech Guide, but it's just fascinating. Like I was asking, so is there ever going to be a time where we're going to say, well, there's no way they're going to crack this. We we are secure, mm. and he always got back to the fact that there's always a human factor involved. Right. He said a human 
is hackable. <laughs> so despite the people, companies thinking that security is a, is a, is a technical thing, mm. which it is in part, you know, there's computers involved, but it's still very much the human element that's hackable. And they call that social engineering, where they can target individuals and get them to give up passwords and get into the system. And that's what normally happens. You watch uh, when uh, investigative yep. journalists do it, they always – they always have some way of, you know, that, that idiot yeah. that opens the email from Australia Post and that's the, that's the plant, that's the seed that key, key captures or whatever it is. Yeah. That, it's actually very rare for people to be hacked just outright just, without just brute, some brute form of social engineering Absolutely game. Absolutely right. And he, he was saying that the – and I said, well, what about if I'm logging into my bank account using the fingerprint reader on my computer or on my phone? And he, I said, surely no one can hack that. He said, well – Yes, they can, because that transmission of that information can be captured and replayed so that the bank thinks that you're doing it again. So I'm thinking, what? <laughs> how, how the hell can you stay secure online? And, and I asked him, I said, look. What did he say, what, go offline? Yeah, well, no, and he didn't say that, but he said, look, there are things that you can do and like, use, like things like using a password generator, using a VPN when you're on an unsecured network, um, using two-factor authentication, mm. and also uh, this was an interesting one. You know how a lot of people, they get burned when they open an attachment and it, 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 it stuffs up their computer or infects their computer? Mm. He said, open attachments in the cloud. So rather than you opening a document on your computer using your computer software, open it in Google Docs or some other cloud service where the damage is restricted to there rather than on your computer. So bring down the cloud instead of yourself. <laughs> but he also said too that if you, if you ever do your banking, buy a $200 Chromebook and use the Chromebook because you know how the, that's kind of in the cloud, you're doing your banking in the cloud rather than on your computer. That was another thing he mentioned as yeah, well. Right. But this is a guy who has been used by – he oversaw the 2013 Ecuador national uh, the, the election. They went to electronic voting and he was brought in to keep it secure, to avoid any manipulation – and it turned out that it all went smoothly. And, and I asked him the same question about the potential for in Australia uh, us moving to electronic voting. He said, well, yes, but you need to have security to the eyeballs and make sure it's no one can manipulate anything. But this is the guy who, when presented, a company said, there's no way you can hack our system, and who in a week presented their, the CEO with a hard drive with every bit of data and every bit of intellectual property from their computers. And he, he also wrote himself from another client a $6 million check from their own servers. So this the just, just goes to show how they are, they're not impregnable and how the human factor is... Is the weakest link there. It's fascinating chat with him. Fascinating really stuff. Good. So the yeah. chat is in the latest episode of the, the Tech, Tech Guide, Guide podcast, and there's information on techguide.com.au as well. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Just lastly, before we do your minute reviews, <laughs> I got very excited today when I received a release suggesting that Uno is coming to Xbox, is PlayStation. Uno? I thought, I thought it's Uno. Uno. Yeah. Uno. Uno. I say Uno. Well, I think Ziggy Zaggy, is it you know or so type Uno? Hashtag Y-O-U-N-O yeah. or hashtag Uno. Just U-N-O. <laughs> double O-N-O. How yeah, double O-N-O, yes. Double O-N-O, how do you pronounce it? Double O-N-O or, or Y-O-U-N-O. Y-O-U-N-O. Y-O-U, yeah. Okay. It's, it's Uno. I think you will be. It's Uno. You think so? Okay. Yeah, double O, <laughs> Uno. It's a good topic. Well done. It is, yeah. uh, anyway. <laughs> 
coming to Xbox, we, we PlayStation. All the big issues, oh, mate, mate, this is like a Sunday radio show for me, just talking <laughs> crap. Um, yes, uh, Uno, coming to Xbox, PlayStation, and um, you know Windows PCs. What a great thing! I mean, it's very simple, right? But imagine. Uno, um, playing it online, you can play it with family, you can drop in and out of games, you can, you know, get on the leaderboard, you know, there's a lot of strategy in Uno, actually, if you if you think about the game, a lot of strategy involved in that game. It is. So I actually think that kids, like my kids love Uno, we play, oh, we so play it now and then. Played Uno for years with the actual deck of cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah cards. totally. Yeah. So, and there's been an app, oh, there's been an app on, um, on iPhones and iPods okay. before, but I think it's just cool, I just think it's very simple, it'll be available on August the 9th and probably be a cheap download, it's only, it's not a, not a disc thing, it's a downloadable so game. So it's for your gaming consoles, not consoles for Consoles and Windows, yeah. Oh, right, okay, so it's a computer yeah. game, console game, not, there's yeah. already an app. There's already an app, yeah. there's been one before and I think okay. this is just taking it to the next level with kind of um, online and, and uh, kind of, you can actually have like video and, and audio chats with your friends and family in the game. So a nice little, uh, you know, kind of family yeah. sharing for uh, a great family game. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's uh, that's the name of the game. <laughs> I wasn't saying you know. Yeah. I'm saying the name of the game. Uno. Do you like that? It's, it's Uno. Uno. It's Uno. It's Uno. Okay. Well, you, you get down to your last card, that's you go, it. Uno. No, you say you know. You get down to your last no, card. So you, last uh, card, you say, you say you know when you've got one card to go. You right? say you know or Uno. I say you know. Well, you're wrong. Yeah. Well, let's let's let our readers decide. Our listeners are our best researchers. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Can't wait. Two blokes talking tech. <laughs> All right, uh, minute review time. And, Stephen, you're going to kick it off with a product that um, I know is going to be the first of many, 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 many because we're about to hit a big change in the way headphones work. This one's from 360. This is right. Yeah, well, the big rumour is that the new iPhone won't have a headphone jack. So what do we have? We have headphones with a lightning connection. And the 360 Lightning digital Lightning buds. Uh, I've had a listen, and I've got to say, I'm impressed. They're 89.95. They've got uh, nice metal construction, nine millimeter drivers. They've got a nice inline, really responsive remote that can be used with uh, to activate Siri as well. And instead of that 3.5 mil plug, you've got a Lightning port. Now, the advantage of the Lightning port, and I, I learnt that. It has actually better fidelity, like the, yeah. the and less noise. Less there's a bit of noise reduction as well. There's no digital analog conversion. Going That's on. right, and the amplification is done by the headphone rather than by the headphone jack, and the the DAC conversion also happens on from the lightning plug as well. So great sound, reasonable price, but the the downside is the fact that. Only works with an iPhone, so don't think that you're going to lend these to anyone else without an iPhone. Yep. And the other thing too is that how many times have you been low on battery and you want to hear your music and charge your phone at the same time? Mm. Well, there'll be an adapter you have to for that. Choose, yeah. Well, but at the, if you don't have the adapter, there's only one port on the phone. Charge it up or listen to your music. You can't do both mm. without the adapter. Eighty nine ninety five three sixty digital lightning buds. Two blokes talking tech. Check them out at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And the next one is from our mates at Natatmo. This thing, I've got to be honest, is probably right now still in my top three favourite gadgets of all time because... It is just so damn smart. It is really cool. Now, it's a security camera, but a camera with a difference. It has facial recognition. 
So you set it up like you normally would, put it on your network, position it near your front door where people can be seen, and then as people come through your come into your house, they are identified. Now, obviously, at first it doesn't know anybody, so everyone's an unknown face, and then you ident- you go through and identify them. It takes a few days to get everyone in there, make it accurate, and then it will tell you that, you know, especially you know, you're a parent with young kids, when they come home from school, you know, yeah. okay, young Jackson is home, or Harry's home, or if you'll, you'll say Amanda's home. And every time it, it detects someone, it records, you know, the 30, 60 seconds around it. Yeah. So you can actually, in the app, you can just scroll back. I've been in, in interstate, and you can look at them coming to the door at that yeah. point and different things like that. Breaking news also, it doesn't just recognise human beings. It also, yeah, well, it recognised uh, Logan. My dog. Zaggy. Why, yeah. So, and it was the cutest little thing. If you have a look at my story on Tech Guide, there's a little page where the, when it, it looks super guilty. When, when you see a, an unknown face, there's a little circle, that person's face and a little question mark, and you see his little face in there, Logan, and I've since identified him as Logan, and the bugger got caught on the camera again. He went upstairs. He bolted upstairs. The camera caught him. Logan was seen, even a time that he was seen. So there's a little timeline you can create in your home. Now, you know, great for kids if you've got young young kids, yeah. you want to know when they come home from school. But also if you maybe have elderly parents or elderly relatives so yeah. you can know they're moving around their house, you can see, you can check in on them. And, and honestly, when I say impressive, I mean really impressive. It's, it's a tiny little thing. It's it's narrower than one of those skinny cans of Coke. Uh, it's, a, yeah. it's reasonably tall. Yeah. But this thing is recognising my kids now without fault. Yeah. And it's been, I've had it it's probably installed for about four or five weeks. But yeah. after about five days, it was very good and just yeah. the odd um, unknown face. But now, mate, this thing recognises them when they're wearing hats, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. No, it's very, very good. And um, yeah. the, other, the other thing too, it, it also can keep an ear out for like smoke alarms, yeah. burglar alarm, sirens. Uh, it also records everything locally. So there's a micro SD card. It needs to be connected to power all the time. So rather than you creating a cloud account and accessing from there, it can be accessed locally on the micro SD card as well. You even get notifications on your Apple Watch if you have one. It's Android and iOS compatible with the app, uh, which the app is the app is handy. It just takes a few days to get all the faces in there yeah. and, and yeah. tagged. Uh, one thing too, my one of my only criticisms is you can't mount it. You, you, there's no you know how like the outdoor weather station you can mount that like not everyone's got a, a, a platform in front of their front door to position yeah. this so it would have been good if it was a, if you could wall mount it up, up the mm. hallway or something like that what I need is a little alert on it that, that it speaks and it says stop moving me Amanda because my <laughs> wife keeps pushing it further and further away like out because she doesn't like things in her in her beautiful yeah. designed space so I put this gold thing there it's amazing it stayed there does for the get, four weeks that it has does she get bothered when she's detected I don't think she knows. Because you can go into the settings. So say if you've got like a grumpy teenager, so, oh, I want you to know when I'm coming home and going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can actually go in and change the settings so that, that they're ignored or whatever. Right, yeah. okay. Well, uh, there's two things about it. Um, the kids, because it's uh, got infrared so it can see in the dark, yeah, nighttime as well, the kids yeah. think that the red light means it's on. So I'll, I'll off some of the recordings, oh, the camera's on, the camera's on. Well, they don't realise it's doing it every time they walk past. But the best one is I did, and I, I don't look at every video, but I was away and I was looking at a video and it said Harry was detected and I watched the video. And here he was because we've got stairs coming down, down, from, down from upstairs just next to the camera. And here he was. He, he mounts the bloody uh, balustrade and slides, slides down, down, bum first. Sprung. Sprung. Because, wow. mate, if he falls from there, we're talking broken arm territory. Absolutely. He, yeah. was, uh, he was withdrawn from iPad privileges for that okay, day. Well. Not a very happy Better boy. Breaking your arm, though. Yeah. Now, but just imagine if there was a camera like this when you were a kid. And I did when nothing I was a wrong. Kid. 
Wow, they'd be getting a lot of notifications. <laughs> <laughs> the Natatmo Welcome is priced at $349.99, available at Australian Geographic stores uh, and online. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Well, what a value-add uh, episode that was. And, Stephen, you know the best part about it, um, for, for your sake? Absence um, makes the heart grow fonder. Is that what you're going to say? Or? No, I was going to say I'm not going to edit it before I get home tonight. So the people at Telstra who you're sitting with at dinner yes. tonight. <laughs> I was going to suggest that. I, I did get a phone call from our good mate Dave Taylor from Telstra inviting me to these awards, and, I, and it was the day after I'd written my blog that actually gave him a bit of a blast, and I'm thinking, hello. Yeah. He's, uh, and he goes, oh, he, he's, he's, he's asked gonna, me, yeah. It's going to be Michael's opponent, Dave Taylor, Andy be, Penn, Stephen Fennick, you're going to be there'll be, a, there'll be a print out of my story, and they'll be going through it word by word. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, good luck. Bring with it on, mate. Yeah, bring it bring on. It on. We stand by everything we said, and the ponytail horse drivers who come up with the campaign <laughs> should be fired. Yeah, look for another job. Yeah, two blokes talking tech. We'll be back next week.